When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, you are listening to Thrill of the Chase. Cam Luke out, John Donahoe in. It's a pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday night. This is Thrill of the Chase. Download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. Another big day of trackside. Cam Luke passes 50 votes in the Campbell Brown low medal for the first time ever as it is the inaugural year of the Campbell Brown low medal. And some big winners we had throughout the day. And hopefully we can keep it rolling now as we head into the Greyhounds, and we've got a little bit of harness racing coming up at Melton as well. As always, joining us on a Tuesday after a stellar day of calling down at Hillsville, Jimmy Vandermart, welcome. Yeah, happy to be here once again, Johnny. Uh, just before we went to air, mate, I, I said to you, uh, I'm pretty keen that Oriental Amber's going to win this race at Horsham, but she's probably, looked she was too short at the end, $1.20. Mm. Uh, ran last, yeah. found trouble, a lot of trouble, and Hajilla Bales, a greyhound that we've seen on this show, I think, for at least the last two or three weeks. And talk about a greyhound that's improving. <laughs> Took forever, really, to string a couple of wins together and then has now won four out of its last five. Mm. So well done to Andrea Gurry training out at nil. There wouldn't be too many local tracks for uh, Andrea training out at nil, but uh, gets the job done in the free-for-all with Hajilla Bale, who's now... Uh, a top-grade greyhound at Horsham up to grade one, so it can't get any higher rated than what it is at the moment. So, mm. well done to Connections there. Well, I didn't want to mention that it came last. I didn't want to start <laughs> on a negative note. But anyway, hey. That's right. hey, you know what? It's better to get the get the, the dodgy ones out of the way Spot nice on. and early, and we didn't even tip it to, uh, to the listeners. So they Spot didn't have on. a chance to get it on. So it's, it's, it's a perfect result, really, to, to have missed slate. the race. Yeah, no, it's, it's as good as backing a winner when you don't back a loser, <laughs> I think. So, yeah, no, we, we start the hour well, I think. Absolutely. All right, hey, we've got plenty to discuss. We're going to get through the card at Heelsville. We've got the first at Melton coming up, which we're going to take uh, in a moment. But how's lockdown life treating you? We were talking off air. You were saying it's keeping you busy. You're still working, which is, uh, which is a positive. But how's it, uh, how's it all going? Yeah, look, we're really fortunate, Johnny, to, to be in the position we are where we are still able to work and, and there is no doubt our thoughts are out with the people who are stuck at home and, and literally aren't, aren't working and aren't able to do anything. But, look, we, we, I think we almost have to treat this as a holiday, this, this sort of one- to two-week period that we're in at the moment. I, I know it's supposed to be a week, but if it goes for longer, it goes for longer. Um, we just have to almost treat it like a holiday and, and just keep, keep punching because... I think we will get over it once again. We've proven that we can do that. And, and the people of Victoria are pretty tough, pretty resilient. And uh, there's no doubt we will bounce back. So, Certainly yeah, keeping are. busy. We're lucky to continue working. They are scoring up at Melton. Yep. Do we give a little bit of a tip for this race at Melton so we can cheer? Uh, yeah, you, look, if you've got one, I'll, I'll stay oh, out. But if you've got one, let me know. My form in, in harness racing is next to none. But we're going to go the Greg Sugars driven <laughs> yeah. 3-1-2-1, number man. three. Let's get man. it home. Let's get there now. Let's hope Greg Sugars... 
rides us a winner. And they're racing. Out wide away well was He's the Mighty Spin, but out fast also 3-1-2-1 is going to lead. And 3-1-2-1 is in front of He's the Mighty Spin going into the first turn. Are You and Me is in third position. And then came Singing the Girl, one off the pegs, fourth. Uh, He's the Mighty Spin's going to press on here. It's going to have a crack for the lead, and it looks like it'll get to it as well. Settling down in fifth spot, but back on the inside was Del Sun. In between runners was Yankee Velvet. Off the track, trying to slot in was Frosty Reception. Next on the inside was Alan Ruval, and then came uh, one off the pegs to Uncle L. Floating Mountain had to drift right back at the start. It is now going to settle down second last because Frosty Reception, who was travelling three wide, has been restrained to the tail of the field. Lead time in 47.3. And it's He's the Mighty Spin in front with Zach Phillips and leads out by about five metres. 3-1-2-1 is running second. And then in third position, Are You and Me. Fourth is Del Sun. It's also on the pegs. It's four back the inside. And then five metres away to the fifth runner, Alan Ruval, who's also on the peg line. So now making a move out wider, Uncle L, about 25 off the lead, will go up the sit park. Although Del Sun uh, was just getting away from the pegs at that same time to look for some cover. Then came Singing the Girl outside Ellen Ruval. Frosty Reception on the inside of Yankee Velvet. And last is Floating Mountain. First quarter, 32.7. And he's the mighty spin as the leader with one lap to go and leads from 3-1-2-1. Up to third, Uncle Al is now without cover. And then three back the inside is Are You and Me. Del Sun now with that cover, one out, one back, fifth the outside as they approach the 800 metres. Next is Alan Ruval, who's four back on the inside of Singing the Girl. Then came Yankee Velvet, who's outside Frosty Reception. And Floating Mountain is last. The second quarter in 31.6. And he's the mighty spin, heads down the back straight with a four-metre lead. On in second spot, Uncle L. Third the inside is 3-1-2-1. Will await the Garrard sprint lane. Next is Del Sun, who's outside of you and me. Floating Mountain now 3-1 on, on a long sustained run now is up to midfield but still coming into it and then singing the girl from Alan Ruville. Second last off the back Yankee Velvet and Frosty Receptions at the rear. Off the back straight in 31.1 and the leader is he's the mighty spin. Floating Mountains come from last has moved up wide to second. Battling on was Uncle L. Del Sun and then 3-1-2-1 who's struggling. He's the mighty spin turned nicely in front about six or seven metres to float Mountain. Halfway up the straight though, he's the mighty spin's got a good lead on Floating Mountain. Uncle L battles away, but he's the mighty spin is going to be too good for them and he's the mighty spin wins it. He's the mighty spin by about 7 metres to Floating Mountain 10 metres away. He's the mighty spin gets the job done. Number 7 for Zach Phillips. Uh, so we, we go 0-1 in the trots there uh, <laughs> Jimmy V. Hey, I've got a story I actually have to tell you a story because uh, we, I was with Bonners, obviously, this morning, obviously doing uh, wonderful work on Trot's life. And we had uh, your man, Matty O, text in and, and try and remind Bonners about <laughs> your comments from last week. Now, I've tried to shield uh, Bonners and, and not remind him about those comments because, to him, them's fighting words about, I don't know if you remember, about the tennis and you said, <laughs> oh, he's not that good and all that. But, uh, yeah, he now wants a challenge. Um, and yeah. it's, uh, it's all because of Matty O, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, and, and, and it's probably not the right time of year for me to, to yeah. challenge, I don't think. I, I think we need to hold this off to a nice springs, 
you know, evening, maybe on the brink of the Melbourne Cup yeah. and then, then maybe two or three days before a Melbourne Cup, the Bonington-Vandermark clash takes place. And, look, I think that's what we need to time it up for because, yeah. I, look, I'm confident I'll beat him now. <laughs> He's confident he'll beat me now. So it's, it's going to be interesting, I tell yeah. you. I, I think neither of us will be great tennis players, but that's what I'm hoping anyway. But um, <laughs> it should be good fun, mate. It's a bit of a laugh and it, it is, is starting to build some momentum as well, which I'm liking. It is. And if you know Bon like I do... The most competitive man you'll ever meet. So and when, confident too. And confident. When Matteo said that today, and he read it off the uh, off the text line, <laughs> oh boy, it was like a, a red rag to a bull. It was. So he yeah, wants his hear, eyes would light up. Yeah, his wants, eyes would light up over that. That's challenge. for sure. Oh uh, four double nine seven three six seven three six. If you have any tips, if you have any questions for Jimmy Vandermart or for myself that we can answer and we can make the next hour as entertaining as possible, feel free to flick them through. 0499 736 736. We're going to chat to Mickey Floyd as well shortly. I think We are indeed. Down. Yeah, great man from Sandown Park. We've had him on the last couple of weeks and the reason we have had him on is because Sandown Park has just been in the spotlight. You know, week after week we had... Harrison Dawson Sapphire Crown for the boys, the girls, the two group ones, then the Sandown Cup Series. And, and straight off the back of that, we go to a Wednesday afternoon meeting with the, the Speed Star, the Bill Collins Speed Star being the feature. So I, I feel like, and we will preview this after the first break, but I feel like this year's Speed Star may well be the closest of all of the match races that we've seen so far. I mean, there's, there's a couple of runners that you probably say, yeah, they're, they're probably going to win, but... I think the confidence levels are, you know, not not crazy high, which is is good for the punter. It's good for the racing, and I think it's good for the actual sport itself to have such close match races potentially happening. Absolutely, we will have a look at the speed star because I'm intrigued, and I only found out today, and this is obviously the naivete of uh, of myself that obviously they're match races, and I didn't know that that it's just head to head, dog v dog. There's only yeah. two in it, and it's all based on the clock as well. So. Yeah. You know, you, you can run a slow time but yet win your match race and not effectively win the series. And the opposite side of that is you could run second in your match race, finish off second in the overall time standings and, mm. and take home second prize. So, look, Aston Rupee is the highlight, I think, for the, the whole meeting. I mean, this, this is a greyhound that could be absolutely anything. Ray Border, Glenn Rounds, lethal combination. It's, it's going to be exciting no matter which way you look at it. And, look, I'm really big on, on new things happening in the yeah. sport. And I know the Speed Star has been around for a few years, but we don't see a lot of it. And I think that's a good thing because it keeps it new, it keeps it fresh. And, and it's something that, that Greyhound Racing here in Victoria has produced that, that I think is really intriguing. And Absolutely. it's about taking that next step for the sport as well. All right. Well, before we do that, let's get stuck into a little bit of what happened at Hillsville today. We'll take a break after that and we'll come back and we'll have a look at a little bit of the speed star before we talk to Mickey Floyd as well. You were down at Hillsville today. Why don't we start with race one? Big Lug wins at $3.20 out of the seven. Yeah, look, it was it was an interesting uh, first race of the day. It wasn't an overly strong one on paper, but uh, the uh, the Big Lug was able to get the job done. I'm just trying to, to, to load up the uh, the races now. I was up there calling today, but uh, he, he wanted to use a bit of the track early, but he had the good draw and, and was able to get the job done for Brad Sands, who's had a pretty good run of it up at Hillsville. He's only got a small kennel, small team of runners, but he got the job done nicely in the first race of the day. Absolutely. A short price favourite wins in the second. Aston Latham, number two. Yeah. Did you see who Fair. trains? Did you see who trains ah, that winner? Johnny? Is that your own? Yeah, it's the, oh, the better ah, half puts well, the final well, polish. You know what I'm going to do? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> we have to. It counts. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll count that as a winner. No, look, and it was it was a relief uh, for a few different reasons. He, he's been a greyhound that's taken a long time to to get him 100% right. We've had him for for the majority of this year, and I think the start of last year as well. And yeah, to, to come out and win his maiden first up, it was it was nice. And the punters, he became the punters' friend. I think today he was backed off the map 280 <laughs> into 150, and and look, it was wasn't without a scare, I must say, as as a commentator. I was sitting up there going, well, you just got to call the race as you call them. But when the lids opened and he, he was crunched in, and it sounded like everybody at the track had had a bet on him, no yeah. joke. Yeah. The lids opened and he missed the kick by a length and a half. Oh, and I've gone, no. oh, gee, I felt like I've let everyone down here. But he was able to work his way through and win. And look, it was exciting. And yeah, it was, it was a, a nice way to, to kickstart a career on a dog that I think, you know, he, he's going to be a nice little racer, that's for sure. And you had, a, you had obviously, uh, the inside track to the trainer as well. I'm sure you would have got her on to, uh, to have a chat. Well, my theory <laughs> was, I actually said to the better half, I said, look, I'm going to get you on because, um, <laughs> you know, you've ran best time of the day. Can you come on the radio show? She goes, no, James, I'm not coming on. So <laughs> that, that was that. Uh, so... Yeah, no, she said, look, I'll, I'll do the training, you do the talking. So now I said, why, that, that was fair enough. I know. Now, I know, look, you have to call them and you don't want to really... But why is your name not there as well? Why isn't it oh. Chloe and James Vandermark? Yeah, honestly, mate, without her, I couldn't do it. She, um, you know, when, I, when I'm out at the track and I'm, I'm you know, race calling or, or gallivanting around the state doing work, she's, uh, she's the one out there emptying them out at the, you know, we, we empty them out at 11 o'clock at night before we go to bed. So yeah. it's, it's a big job and, and she's, uh, she's helped me out so much along the way. So the least we could do is, is race them in her name and let her, uh, her claim and, and reap the rewards of, of the wins when they do happen because they can be few and far between. And one thing I've worked out with, with any sport and, and in particular in racing you really have to enjoy the wins lovely well jimmy vandermart's getting a ferrari that's for sure so we move <laughs> on to race three bluestone sophie dollar 60 from fly by them at yeah. 35. there's a good little win this uh, bluestone sophie she's been a winning machine prepared by rodney newell who prepares out of googong um, and for us victorians you look and go where is googong but it's up near canberra uh, Quan Bean. So it's uh, it's not just around the corner. So to come down and, and win a race at Hillsville, terrific effort. 16.95 she ran and she'd been knocking on the door. She's only 23 kilos, but she's got cracking early speed. She's a bit of a pocket rocket, led them up and, and was able to dominate going all of the way. Absolutely. Uh, another short price favourite. So a few short prices getting the job done early. St. Bluey, yeah. $1.55. I feel like the punters had a day out today, to be honest, because St. Louis was, I think, two fifty into about a dollar thirty. And look, it was far from impressive, but the punters don't worry about the impressive factor; they just worry about getting a win. And St. Louis got home a dollar thirty was the price, one by three quarters of a length, and still got a bit to learn, but was too good for the field today. Absolutely, race five, another shorty, James. So oh. it was a shorty galore there, there yeah. today. U Ember number seven getting the job done for Jason Cayley. The funny thing was, Johnny, they they weren't crazy short to start off with. Like, I think this one was almost $3 at one point in betting and wow. runs at $1.30. Like, they just absolutely smashed it. And when you watch the replay, they were never going to beat it the way you ember went mm. today. It was it was almost the run of the day, especially over the 350. Absolutely. Hey, have you got a tip for race seven at Geelong? Yeah, four, going four alumni. Okay. Yeah, going to go number five. It should lead them up from, from the yellow. Hopefully gets a big enough break to hold on. I'm expecting number two to hit the line okay as well. Uh, Magnus Bale, I think, is a bit of a danger. But going to go with the five, alumni, but really does need to get a head start on them from the yellow draw. All right, let's head to Geelong now. Number five, alumni, the tip for Jimmy Vandermark. Let's get a winning, a winner off the top of the show here, Jim. Yeah, the is on, so they are being called up. Romeo Bale, 175 out to 225, 330 into 250, alumni, $6 into 460 for Magnus Bale. Just about right to go, small field of four. 
400 metres for the Nadi produce. And they're right to go. All set now. Lewis swings around for race number seven. They're off and racing away in a perfect line. Romeo Bale, alumni. Alumni now burst up on the outside of Romeo Bale. Then Magnus Bale and Blazing Best, but down the side. Alumni is clear by four lengths. Romeo Bale. Next of all is Magnus Bale. They were followed by Blazing Best or Blazing Beast into the straight. Alumni, the leader. Romeo Bale tries hard, but alumni all the way. Alumni over Romeo Bale, Magnus Bale, and Blazing Beast. Was Ah, oh, Jimmy Vandermart seen him well for the race and he picks the winner. $2.50. Alumni gets the job done. Beautiful. Some new beats there too, Johnny. Yeah. Did you bring them, them ones off your iPod, did you? No, no, we're trying to just update the catalogue here. You know, Cam and the boys on a Saturday trying to really um, update it. Tags didn't like the old music, so what Tags says goes and we... Uh, we Try to update it every now and then. Yeah, I I do like the Korean bang bang bang, but yeah. um, that that was impressive that last one. Winner winner, I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, but, it's uh, good. No, on a, on a serious note, nice way to start kicking off there with uh, <laughs> with alumni. About three to one, I think you can get fixed odds. So better than a kick in the teeth. Just back to uh, to wrapping up that Hillsville meeting as well, mate. Race six was won by Jarvi, and this was a a tough hard fought victory. Eagle Jet led up from box six, and then Jarvi just. Got the uh, the head down and was just able to wedge on and win. And and another one that was well backed ended up running as the two dollar eighty favourites. I think it's fair to say it was a bit of a favourites day out there today. Absolutely. Now why don't we hold it there? We'll take a quick break uh, and we'll come back. We'll get Mickey Floyd on the line. We've got plenty of time. We'll talk about the Speed Star and we'll talk about the rest at Hillsville as well. Uh, we got to clear this commitment, Jimmy, and we'll be back with plenty more. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe is my name. I'm joined, as always, by the great James Vandermart. Don't forget to download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. More Thrill of the Chase on the other side of this. Back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company on Thrill of the Chase Tuesday night edition. John Donahoe is my name. James Vandermart on the line as well. We're going to talk Jimmy to Mick Floyd very shortly, and he'll uh, he'll be with us for just about the rest of the show. Let's fly through the rest of Hillsville. We're up to race seven. Aston Belair at a dollar twenty-six was just a put-in takeout job. Yeah, it turned out that way too. But um, dropping back from a heat of the Oaks back to a, a Tuesday race, three to six win series. Look. Mm. Ticked every box, didn't it, Aston Valier, and gave them the smashing that the punters were expecting it was going to. And as I said, it just continued on a punter's day. Absolutely. Hey, very quickly, have you got a tip at Horsham just so people can get them get themselves on? Yeah, it's on it's a hard race, oh, this is. one. Uh, the favourites, 260, number six, impressed Troy. The, the check, tens enough, at around $3. Look, the Delbridge kennel have been flying. I'm going with number three, Spring Poldark on top. Not a, a great deal of confidence, but... When a, a Kenler going as well as Team Dalbridge, I, I think they could get just about anything to win a race. They obviously won the the, the Sandown Cup last week, the feature with uh, Zipping Rambo, mm. and their form nationwide or statewide has been terrific. So happy to take a little each-way play on number three, Spring Poldark, in what is an even race, and more or less just going the confidence of the training team with this one. Absolutely. All right, number three is the tip for Jimmy Vandermart. Jim, we'll, we'll head there now, I reckon, and we'll come back to uh, Heelsville and we'll talk about the eighth race in a moment, but we'll get to the seventh race at Horsham and Mickey Floyd is not far away either. Let's go there now. Close encounter. Moving in. Race seven today. They're getting set. Coming in here at the four tens. The favourite is six ahead of two. And uh, they are right to go. Last of them going in. Track being cleared now. 
And they are right to go. All in, set Horsham. Ready, race seven. Set. Racing. And flying out all over Max, straight through to lead, settling down. Impressed Troy went out hard to go after it on the outside. And they're going to speed into the first turn in front of Fearless Pigeon and Spring Poldark. These leaders jam up and Fearless Pigeon went through to leading. Victor's Caleb, 10's enough, is weaving through. And then Spring Poldark all over Max in the straight. And Fearless Pigeon in front, 10's enough, wide out. And Invictus Caleb, but Fearless Pigeon, too good, comes away and beats Invictus Caleb, 10's enough, and Lectra Boogie. And they're followed by... Impressed Unlucky Boy there, James. It just found itself in a little bit of trouble, got forced wide. Wide and then down the straight, it was just in a uh, in a bit of a, a and I don't know what you'd call it, a bit of a, a scuffle there with the two tens enough. So uh, it finished sort of midfield. The five fearless pigeon, twelve dollars sixty, and Invictus Caleb in second. All right, uh, very quickly, let's run through uh, races eight to twelve at Hillsville. Pirates Patch, four dollars, was the winner in the eighth. Yeah, and this was a huge win to Pirates Patch. There were so many different reasons for it. Look. Very, very reliable beginner. Um, leads up just about every time she races, but she had to work so hard to find the lead. So that was the first challenge for her to actually get to the front. Once she had had the lead, you then had greyhounds like Blackpool Astro who were right behind her, threatening danger. And look, realistically, I thought at halfway they were going to run her, run her down quite easily, but credit to Pirates Pat. She showed so much will to win, and, and I guess that's why she's won as many races as she has. She kept on kicking, and and was able to find the line. So another very, very impressive win. Uh, the ninth, and this is a great name for a greyhound. Get around me. That's a great name. $2.15 gets the job done there. Yeah, got the job done. Look, they only went, uh, what was it, 17-17 the time. So not an overly fast run, but it was named as if it was going to win the race. It won the race, and that was a double for Beth Garrick as well, who won earlier with that $1.30 favourite. So despite it was only a field of four, the dollar thirty favourite actually went down in this one. Rock the sky, and it was get around me at two eighty. Who got the job done? Race number ten, number five wins. Gypsy play three dollars ninety. Greyhound who's just starting to to hit her straps. Won at Shepparton, I think it was last Thursday. Backed it up today. Was able to drive through underneath of Junket Jared, who led, and and then just really accelerated. Gypsy play in the last hundred metres. So another impressive win. Seventeen oh three. Greyhound that's just improving week in week out. How easy was it for Nice and Easy in the eleventh, number six at three dollars yeah. twenty. Not very easy. There was a lot of early money for this greyhound, and then it started to drift right out. Got out to about $4.20, I think it was, at the close of betting. And from where I was at the broadcast point, you could not tell who'd won this race. It and also Layback Cruiser hit it together. Uh, there was an absolute pimple of a margin there for nice and easy, and that's all that the punters needed. Mm. Uh, number six taking out the second last. Final race number was won by number six as well, $2.15. Yeah. Slingshot Reaper. And if the punters hadn't already had a good enough day, this dog goes around, crunched off the map again, ran the favourite $2.20 and, and never looked like losing. Straight to the top for Brett Hare and, and just dominated the race. So well done to, to the connections with Slingshot Reaper. And I think that was fair to say just the perfect result for those punters who had a, a very, very good day out up the straight. Absolutely it was. Hey, we're, we've got two minutes or so to the news. Let's welcome in Mickey Floyd because he's been good enough to hold on the line uh, through that last break. Mick Floyd, welcome to uh, Thrill of the Chase for another week. We got you there, Mick. Oh. Hello, Mick. Oh, okay, we might have might have just lost He's Mickey had enough Floyd. of us. No, well, I've got him up on my screen here, but uh, maybe we'll take the news and I'll, I'll give Mick a call back because... Uh, I know he was uh, he was looking to pull over and uh, and and get a better spot for him 
to be able to chat. So maybe we'll give him a call back. We'll go to the news now, Jim, and then uh, yep. I'll give him a call Daniel. back. And we'll talk to Mickey Floyd on the other side of this. John Donner and James Vandermark with you on Tuesday night's Thrill of the Chase. Let's head to the news. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Very nice to have your company. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. 0499736736. Feel free to shoot through your tips, your text messages at any time you like. Uh, we got two minutes to the eighth at Geelong. We'll get Jimmy Vandermart's tip for that very shortly. But let's try this again. Hopefully our man is on the line. Mickey Floyd, have we got you there? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Have you got me now? We do. How are you, Floydy? Very good. Yeah, going very good. It's uh, another week, another big night of racing at Sandown Park. They just keep coming. It's fantastic to see. Oh, I'm wrapped to have you, Floydy. We, we thought you might have got a bit bored of my Hillsville review and, <laughs> and just hung up the line, but we, we're, we're happy to have you back, mate. Just, just talk us through this Speed Star event. What is it that excites you about the Speed Star format? I think the, the simplicity of it, James, it's uh, it's as pure racing as you can get. Two dogs, two fast dogs racing head-to-head and against the clock. It's, uh, as it is the most purest form of the sport. And for people who are familiar with greyhound racing, it, it's the simplicity that's the real hook. You can throw away the form guide, essentially, because the, the, the form reference through eight-dog field, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of uh, different variables. There's a lot of you know difficulty in looking at speed maps and race shapes and everything else. None of that really applies in this Speed Star series. It really is about the fastest dog. So, um, and look, there's nothing more exciting than seeing these uh, these athletes doing their thing. And um, when you're seeing dogs pushing the clock, you know, that 29 second mark, it, uh, it is something pretty exciting. And we we look at the fields now for for this year's Speed Star. And I, I, when I when I've had a look at the form, I, I'll sit down tonight and do the in depth form, Mickey. But I almost feel by just looking at the form at the moment, it feels like this is almost the closest type of Speed Star series we've seen. There's not near as many standouts and you just get the feeling, even Aston Rupee, who's probably going to run all of the rage to, to win the, the Bill Collins Speed Star, he comes up against Aston Fastnet, who really could pull the pressure onto him early. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, we, we changed the box draw process a little bit this time around to try and get the closer matchups, but ultimately it comes down to the depth of the field. And looking at the, the lineup there, there are when realistically there's probably six dogs, five dogs at least that can push 29 seconds flat. So um, you know we're talking such fine margin. Yes, Aston Rupee was absolutely outstanding in his qualification trial, but th- there's four other dogs in this series that can run times that would win most speed stars. So the depth of the series, uh, particularly in the sprinters and the evenness across the 595 and 715 dogs, it, it's something I don't think we've seen before in the speed star. Hey James, we've got a minute to got... the eighth at Geelong. Yep. Uh, you want to give a tip out here? Yeah, great minds think alike, mate. I was just about to say the same thing. We're going to go number two, another easy to uh, to win. The the Connections had a winner up the straight today at Hillsville that we spoke of. Uh, and this one here, another easy, I think, from the same litter. So hopefully can continue on the uh, the good luck for Connections. Before we get to that race at Geelong, I'll just quickly give it back to you, Mickey Floyd. And, and, and the question I have for you right now is... The Speed Star, I know you're a stats man, but the Speed Star itself, the sprint version, has won by, you know, some, some real stars. Bewildering. What does it take to win a Speed Star? What type of dog? A very fast one. It's, um, it goes without <laughs> saying that if you look through the nine series you've run at Sandown and even the series at uh, the Meadows last September, all the dogs share a fairly similar um, characteristic. Not only are they extremely fast, but they muster very quickly. They don't necessarily step particularly well and their first splits aren't always dazzling, but their ability to muster and hold mm. that speed is absolutely paramount. And if, if you look through the honour roll, 
you know, all these dogs are a very similar race pattern. Smart Missile, Blazing Bomber, Dundee Osprey, Bewildering twice, Poked the Bear, Flynn and Hooked on Scotch, uh, and then throwing Cristobal last year at the Meadows. You know, they're all very, very fast dogs, very strong dogs, but they can maintain that high speed for long periods of the race. All right, let's head to Geelong, the eighth race here. Jimmy Vandermart, you're with the two, and more Mick Another Floyd up here. has been hammered, box number two. They're all set. Ready now. Uh, racing, another easy away, fairly well beaten out by Why Not Rose, who went to the lead over another easy. Diesel Herrera getting up on the inside. Lyrical Lad was next to Vola. They were followed into that first corner by Perfect Rocky going up and by another easy. Now he's in strife then. Nothing last and Joey Mack, but on the bend, Diesel Herrera went to the front, worked away. Why Not Rose then Lyrical Lad in the stretches. Diesel Herrera over Why Not Rose and Diesel Herrera easily over Why Not Rose. Another easy got going into third just ahead of Lyrical they were followed up by another. Oh, disappointing showing there from another easy James. Yeah, just a bit of mid-race travel. The winner, Diesel Herrera, did actually have some good meadows form over the 500. So once they, they sort of changed positions because the check got up behind the leader and then Why Not Rose sort of came back on top of it. It had nowhere to go and, and Diesel Herrera got the momentum run through on the inside. That might have been the difference. I know there was a decent margin at the end, but the checks has hit the line okay. So a little bit disappointing, a little bit of a hard luck story, but we will bounce back. Absolutely. He pays $9.80 and uh, for Why Not Rose, $4.10. We'll keep going and we'll give you the result, James. I'll give you the result of Melton when it does uh, finish up. So you and Mickey Floyd continue chatting. All right. This is uh, Mick Floyd. Uh, he's the one of the main men down at uh, Sandown Park. For those who don't know him, you should know him by now because he's on the show, I reckon, about 15 times a week at the moment. Uh, but, Mickey, <laughs> let's let's get some selections now for these races. We'll quickly go through head-to-head races on the uh, the Bill Cotton Speed Star itself. Well-grounded Kuro Kismet. Who wins that? Uh, Kuro Kismet, his, uh, his former Sandown Park is uh, absolutely outstanding. I, I think the thing that... Um that is, well, I think he's telling us Kiro Kismet, he's not necessarily the fastest grand. I don't think he can win the series overall, but you know he's going to come out, and every time he goes around, he goes at 29-20. He's as bankable as he can possibly get. Well, Grand is a nice type, um, just hasn't won very often. I just wonder where it's at confidence-wise and up against a greyhound like Kiro Kismet that is absolutely flying. Um, I'll take Kiro Kismet every day. Tell you one thing, well-grounded will shift up the track when the lid's open, which there could be a little bit of bumping in uh, in this uh, first match race. Next up, Equaliser v Rickard and Rick. Look, I'll probably lean to Equaliser. We've seen this greyhound win the, the Cup night match race up at Shepparton. And look, if there's ever a greyhound that you just jot down in the, in the black book to be a, a match race greyhound, it would be Equaliser. He absolutely profiles as a as a match race type dog, and if you look at the form guide, you'll see his fastest win time of twenty nine sixty one. But you can disregard that. He's a he's a much better greyhound than that, as we saw in his qualifying trial, where he went twenty nine point one eight four. The thing with him is he's just got no early speed, and in his forty odd race starts, I think there's only about three where he's actually led early. And if he can re- reproduce that and and um, nail the start, then he's certainly capable of running that twenty nine low twenty nines. If you have to run to win this sort of race, but you just can't bank on him. In that trial, he went 5.29 to the first mark. He's going to have to go a lot quicker than that mm. to run that fast time overall. But speaking of Jason Thompson today, yeah. he, he certainly he certainly thinks he is capable of stepping quickly, but it's just not one you can bank on. The, the inside draw will certainly help him as well. 
Yeah, look, and he did he did step quickly when he won at Banner on Cup night over the 5.45, so we can do it especially from the inside. He's got uh, very good strike rates when jumping from inside draws. Highly explosive Tigalong Tonk. Now, everybody's going to put Tigalong Tonk down in the book as, as probably the, the, the match race head-to-head one that should just win, but highly explosive, lightly raced, 29.16 PB, and... Uh, when she ran that, she actually found a little bit of trouble around the first corner as well. So maybe, just maybe, she could even go quicker. Yeah, I think she's one that uh, they can definitely get under the guard. And she's at a pretty good price to go each way too. I spoke to Craig Trainer earlier today and uh, and he was of the same view. Tiglong Tonk is, in his words, the by far the number one dog in the country. And it's hard to argue otherwise. But uh, his greyhound, as you said, got a couple of bumps in that uh, in that race where she did go 29.59. So you take a couple of links off that and... Um, Look, she certainly comes into the mix. Um, she isn't brilliant out of the boxes all the time. Her last section's outstanding. If she can get out a little bit better and just hold that spot under the fence uh, on the fence under Tigalong Tonk, then um, you know she might be a sneaky chance at a really big price. But uh, look, Tigalong Tonk, it's pretty hard to fold his form. Not just at group level, or in uh, he won the match race down at Warrnambool. He won the shootout in race record time at Sandown. He absolutely loves Sandown Park. It's pretty hard to go past him in this match race. Yeah, and his last two runs have been huge. Now, Aston Rupee, he'll be favourite for the series, comes up against Aston Fastnet. Ray Border's probably sitting there at home going, look, I would have preferred these two not run into each other. And there might be a little bit of a concern with the way the box draw is. But Aston Rupee, if he steps like he did in the trial, he is going to be so, so hard to beat in this series. Absolutely, 505 in that trial, the first mark, and uh, he's actually gone quicker on a trial day. He's gone 497 uh, leading to the launching pad, so he is capable of nailing the start. And if he does, he wins because he's just, you know, at that time he's just he's just faster than everything else. But he's not faultless out of the boxes. He doesn't do it all the time. That's the really the only question. Uh, it's interesting you say that about Ray Border. I, I sent him a message and um, earlier in the week after the draw, and it, that was pretty much his reaction as well. He's pretty confident on both their chances. But on the plus side, I guess he's guaranteed to win a match. So that's. Uh, it's not all negative, but um, look, Aston Fastnet, he's a very fast greyhound as well. Um, Jason Thompson isn't of the view that he's quite as fast as Aston Rupee. And um, the one thing that may come into play here as well is that Aston Fastnet does tend to crash to the fence when he goes for the first turn. So um, there may be a bit of a bumping duel, which may take some of the time off overall. But uh, yeah, look, Aston mm. Rupee, especially mm-hmm. from the inside draw there, I think he's, uh, he's definitely the one to beat. Jimmy Tennyson yeah. gets the job done for Greg Sugars at Melton number five, a dollar seventy. So we went the wrong Greg Sugars uh, race. We <laughs> went one early. What about Hors- Horsham race eight? They're just coming up on us very quick at the moment. So Horsham race eight, have you got a tip for that? Yeah, there's there's money for a few of them in this uh, next race up there at uh, at Horsham in the west of the state. This is uh, race number eight. We won't keep Mickey Floyd too much longer. I've only got one or two more questions, but we'll get to, to Horsham and then come back to you, Mickey. But uh, number two, Esme, led up to win at Geelong five runs ago. I thought that run was pretty good. And um, if, if this Graham was able to reproduce, that would run well. Mapunga Sparkle drops in distance, but I think the form line looks really good. Um, and then you've got the likes of Moonflower, Nitro, Georgie, who all come into the race with pretty consistent form. Look, I'm going to have a, a small play on number four, Mapunga Sparkle. I just like that strong form. If, if she's to get lucky and find a place with them early, she will hit the line strongly. So it might be one unit a win, five units a place. But we'll go with the four, just needing a little bit of luck in running. All right, let's head to Rob Tester for the eighth at Horsham. Here's my Mapunga Sparkle, Georgie and Eureka Icon. And last of them in. They're just about right to go. Green light comes on now. They're set. Ready to go. Racing. 
And a good line away with Esme going a hard near the rail, going out fast, Moonflower. Nitro Georgie trying to come over from the outer, and it's going to lead into the first corner. Esme and Moonflower are right down. Around the outside goes Eureka Icon, and they're followed by Litigator on the air. In trouble was Mapunga Sparkle. Back last is Cracker Jack Lock. Nitro Georgie turned in front and sped clear. Eureka Icon coming down the centre. Nitro Georgie in front. Eureka Icon, Esme flying late, but Nitro Georgie will win over Esme, Mapunga Sparkle, and Eureka Icon close up and they were followed by Moonflower on the air close Jer- Jimmy it, it got oh. itself into a little bit of trouble and then it made up some serious ground late mm. but it just couldn't uh, muster up and win it flew home down the inside Nitro Georgie number 6 at $3.60 gets the job done yeah. photo for second and third elite run Mapunga Sparkle got smashed up leaving the back straight and still flew home and run a place so if you took the advice one unit to win five a place we will cut a nice little profit on that run of there it's paid top tote 260 a drum so nice result just before we let Mickey Floyd go have you got a tip in in both the 595 and also the Liz Reen for the uh, the overall winner yeah, they're two very, very even series. Um, look, it's hard to go past Hank the Hustler based on that run last week in the Cup Night Stay. He's, he's a very good grain. He had no luck in the Sandown Cup. He's, uh, he's got a 41.38 best, and if he goes anywhere near that, I think it'll be a while. Well, I don't think they'll beat him running those sort of times. Uh, the interesting one is line of quality, the New South Wales stayer. Um, connections are absolutely adamant this dog is capable of running some ridiculous times. So if there's a bit of value to be found, I think it's around line of quality. Um, but Hank the Hustler, for mine, is going to be very hard to beat. And the race call is an interesting one. The obvious one is Zipping Rambo. I don't think there's a lot of value to be had there. He's, uh, he's a very, very fast greyhound in very, very good form. So um, a bit hard to, to go past him there. But uh, in terms of the matches, I think Fractured is a pretty good bet. He's around, around about $1.50. I think he'll just be beating Javel Slick, especially from that draw. Um, and it's been interesting to see a, a lot of support for Frida Rocks in uh, in his match as well against Nangar Rust. Nangar Rust actually broke 30 seconds just over 12 months ago for the 5.15 and uh, went very quick to qualify for the 5.95 series here, but uh, has been absolutely friendless in uh, in betting so far. Frida Rocks has been the one they've come for. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting series at 5.95. Uh, as I said, no, no real value around zipping Rambo, but, uh, geez, he could run some serious time. Well, it's going to be good fun, Mickey. Enjoy that uh, tomorrow, mate. I'll be there race calling, and, and hopefully we can steer home a winner or two throughout all of the Speed Star races. It's going to be very, very exciting once again. No, thank you very much. And uh, as I said, it's a, it's a fantastic series. It's great fun. And for anyone who's uh, is not necessarily a, a, a greyhound aficionado, it's certainly one you can tune in and watch. Uh, well, it's an easy watch because it is as simple as you can mm. get. We certainly Thanks, will be. mate. Mickey Floyd, thank you so much. We appreciate uh, him giving up some of his time once again. Jimmy, we'll take our final break. I do want to ask you a quick question on the other side of it because I am intrigued by this whole Speed Star scenario and how it's all set up, and I want to know uh, how they all get chosen and, and who play, who who plays who, I was going to say, who takes on yeah. who in uh, each race, but we'll come back to that very, very shortly. John Donahoe, James Vandermart, all thanks. Uh, well, no, you should download the Watchdog app is what I was going to say and open a Black Book account. Never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. Final break. Come back and wrap things up on the other side. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company. Nearly time for us to say sayonara. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. And don't forget to download the Watchdog app. Open a Black Book account and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. Jimmy, we've got, uh, before we before I ask you that all-important question I've got for tomorrow night uh, at the Speed Star, Geelong Race 9, what have you got for us? 
Yeah, race number nine. Geelong's been fairly kind to us tonight uh, with alumni getting the job done. Uh, up next, you've got She Can Excite, who's dropping back in class. I think she is the runner to beat. Horsham win five starts ago, then beaten by two and a half lengths behind the Angar boy three runs ago. It's better form than, than uh, these greyhounds that she's racing against tonight. So we'll go the, the eight on top, She Can Excite. You're playing exotics. So I'd look to the one and also the four to fill the, uh, the minor placings. All right, we've got a couple of seconds. We've got about 40 seconds before that kicks off. So... Uh, the market there, one is $3.10, it says here. Uh, and then you've got four is the second favourite. Uh, sorry, the third favourite with uh, $3.30. And Jimmy Vandermark going with the eight on top at $2.50. They're just boxing up. So we'll just wait a couple more seconds. Jimmy, very quick one. So tell me how this works tomorrow night. Are they split in pairs, these these dogs? Because obviously, yeah, it's, obviously it's on, all... the, on the bookie side at the moment, they're listed as they normally would be for a, for a normal greyhound race. Yeah, depending on where you're betting, I think you need to go to a different section and it will have the speed star match races, but effectively 1v2, 3v4, 5v6, 7v8, but then you can also bet on them as, as a full race. Mm. So effectively, if you take a Quinella, you're looking for the greyhounds in that series that set the two fastest right. times. Right. So yeah. if you're betting head-to-head, you only need to beat the greyhound you're against. It doesn't matter what time you run. So there are so many different bet types. Will they break track records? Who will be the fastest first section? That, that's one thing I love about speed star betting because it's a little bit like betting on sport. There are so many different options. And for those who love betting on sport, the footy, the soccer, you can throw the multi on and, and take a couple of head-to-head speed star races as well. So it's exciting stuff. Geelong's about to go. Let's yep. get Sheik and excited home. This would be the perfect Come segue on, into the speed star tomorrow night. Let's Here get it on. Here we go. The swings, they're right to go. Favourite out in pink. They're ready. Racing, she can excite, was poorly out of the boxes, flying out Loretta Bale straight to the lead over Aston Paisley, Jim Toki Bale squeezing between them. She can excite, begins to power into it. A gap away to mix Kimmy down the side, they come and the front runner Loretta Bale out by three links. Aston Paisley in second, she can excite, not picking up on the inside, running on is Jim Toki Bale in the stretch. Aston Paisley goes to lead, Jim Toki Bale flies, Jim Toki Bale tipped over Aston Paisley, followed by Loretta Bale. She can excite. Oh, disappointing finish to the night, Jimmy, but we'll find something, I reckon. uh, Well, not before the night's out, but next week, definitely. Yeah, look, it was it made a nice little run off the back. She can excite. It's ran fourth, but it's only been beaten two lengths. But in a way, it never really looked like it was going to win. And, and we heard the race caller say, as soon as the lid's open, it missed the kick. But yep. giving a couple of selections for tonight, yeah, uh, probably mate. better bets, let's hope. Uh, race two at Warrigal, number one, zipping Utah should win. Put a red mark around that. Uh, race three, number six at the short price, should be winning Power of Buddy. I think that's going to be hard to beat. And there's one a bit later on as well. Uh, race nine, pretty keen on number two to continue on its winning ways, Hennessy. So it might be worth taking uh, that trio in some kind of multi and hopefully they all salute and we've got some speed star money in the bank for tomorrow. Beautiful. And before we, uh, we've got about 40 seconds, have you got an overall tip that you want people to back tomorrow night in the speed star? What's the best one for yeah, you? Yeah, look, in the sprint series, I think Aston Rupee. I think you'd be silly if you were tipping against him. He's, he's the fastest greyhound in the series. He's got the fastest qualifying time. And if he can do what he can do from the inside draw, I think he'll set the, uh, the fastest time and be crowned the, uh, the 2021 Bill Collins Speed Star winner. All right. Well, let's hope it all goes, uh, goes your Are you calling that tomorrow night? I am, mate. Yeah, on the, on the road to Sandown tomorrow, Arvo. So it should be good fun. I've called a couple of speed stars and they're always jam-packed full of entertainment. Would have been nice to have a few people there to watch, but 
alas, we're in the uh, we're in that situation. And hopefully, Jimmy, you'll entertain us at home. I'm going to keep an eye on that when I get home from work tomorrow night. Thank you again, as always, my friend. We'll uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, absolute pleasure, mate. Happy punting for the week ahead. Thank you, mate. Jimmy Vandermart there joining us. You'll hear him on the call for the Speed Star, the all-important Speed Star tomorrow night. A, a, a thrilling concept, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. That's just about all we've got time for tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't forget, Trackside tomorrow. Fitzy Tags is back in the building and hopefully we'll have plenty of winners coming your way. And we'll have a special thrill of the chase tomorrow evening as well. You'll uh, hear more about that on tomorrow's program. Stay safe, everybody. Stay inside, I guess. It's very cold outside. And uh, we'll do it all again very, very soon. My name's John Dono signing off for now. Enjoy your night, and I'll talk to you again soon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.